What's going on, everybody? It's me, Shantae, here on the Merry Life with the Haywoods podcast. I'm so excited to be recording this today, y'all. Um, it's going to be a little bit different because I know that this is a relationship podcast, but I'm going to just be on here today. If y'all don't mind, it's just me. Of course, we're going to miss Maurice, <laughs> but I promise you he'll be on the next one. Um, Today's a little bit different because I wanted to get on here and really just kind of share my testimony and encourage you guys through what I am currently going through now. And so, hence, this is why the title is Push Through the Pain. And I thought about it. It's a lot of people out here that could be dealing with what I'm dealing with um, or maybe going through a different type of pain. And so, you know, sometimes in the midst of what you're going through, you have to tell it you know shout it on the mountaintop because god is still good and sometimes when you are not you know um sharing it and not sharpening somebody else and you're just kind of sitting through it and going through it um you get discouraged and so i want to get out of the season of discouragement um and so to do that i think that you know, sharing this would do that. And it's going to help not just y'all, but help me. So today I'm doing this to help me in prayers and hopes that it will help you. So some of y'all follow me on Facebook or follow Maurice, um, but, or maybe even Instagram, but, um, you probably already know what I'm going to talk about, but I'm just going to go a little bit more deeper. And for those of you that are new to our podcast, um, I had brain surgery on April 21st, 2020. Um, I had a surgery for a condition called Chiari malformation. I had type 1. And so, um, for those of you that do not know, and just the most simplest way to put it, it's basically kind of like saying your, your skull is too small for your brain. So, my brain was drooping down the way that it it was it was drooping all the way into my neck so this is why I also had a craniectomy where they made space in my skull with a harvest gravity took some of my skin so I kind of have like a permanent dip in my head now and then I also had two bones removed out of my neck and so that is called a laminectomy so I had two surgeries in one and so um also with this condition it um it um makes it hard for your your um spinal fluid to flow in your spine and so by it could being compressed and everything there is technically not a cure for this illness um or disease or whatever you would like to call it but um they make space to help with um the symptoms and to kind of bring some relief and so in hopes of helping you um the surgeon told me that um this day I remember it so vividly he said that when because when I went into the operating room I was still woke at the time and you know sometimes when they bring you back there you already kind of like sleep but they had to put a lot on me so they had to put they had needles in my head um all in my head so that they can monitor the flow as why they were going and then they put needles around my ankles and so they said when they did this it instantly told them I had zero percent almost of no fluid and when they took that first bone out of my neck because those bones 
we're compressing my brain and so we're pressing on it making more pain and pressure and so and, a, and there's a lot of other symptoms too everybody is kind of different with symptoms um and depending on where you are in, in that in your journey but um they said as soon as they took one bone out instantly it's like the um fluid went up to 100 percent, and so um I went into surgery at 2.30 p.m. Um, this was, you know, it had it was during COVID, um, so the rules were super strict at the time, um, probably stricter than they are now, but um, I, was, they, I was able to get them to let my husband come in with me, and then once they took me back, he had to leave, and then I didn't see him anymore, and then the agreement was to let my mom come in after my surgery and she see me but my mom did not see me until 11 o'clock at night um my mom and my husband basically my mom was trying she was going through um anxiety attacks and everything because she had not heard anything I didn't get out of surgery till like 10 45 I had been in there all that time um, due to certain reasons and stuff like that. Um, the surgeon was having a few issues with different things. And so um, I want to first say that I'm, I'm thankful that the Lord allowed me to make it through that. Um, it could have been really bad, you know, but I think that I'm thankful that I that I have a God on my side that is just so awesome. And I had people praying for me. I want to thank everyone who had donated to my GoFundMe, who sent me something on Cash App, who prayed for me, who came and see me. I, I just want to thank y'all so much um, because it helped me so much and my husband. Um, I thought that... <laughs> after that surgery that I was gonna be pain-free that was in my mind and that was the hope for my doctors you know I also have something that's called a hemangioma which is like a tumor made up of blood but basically it's like a blood clot tumor that is in my spine on my L3 so it has grown inside my bone and it's pretty aggressive but it's a benign tumor but mine is excruciate cause excruciating pain because it's so big so the vessels around that area it's like that blood is pumping and it's feeding the tumor and it has recently broken the bone in my back so I'm dealing with a few different things here. And so the reason for me, you know, really sharing this, y'all, is because it's been hard. I cannot sit here and tell you that it has been easy by any means. And what do you do, you know, when things are hard? You want to give up a lot of times. And I was talking to someone today, and I was telling them when they asked me how I was doing, I was not doing well a few weeks ago. Really, last week was really hard for me. Every day, I don't know, you know, really what to expect. And I was giving up um, a week ago. You know, I wanted to not be here anymore. And it wasn't because I didn't believe God couldn't heal me. It wasn't because of that. 
it was because I was tired of this pain. I was tired of feeling how I feel. I was tired of thinking that every time my pain gets super bad, um, like we're to the point where my medication is not working for me, I have to go to the ER. I have been to so many ERs throughout Houston to the point that I'm embarrassed. You know, I can't even lie and say that I'm not, I am. But I think I was at a place where I was tired of pleading my case. Like every time I go, I have to read and tell them why I'm there, what's going on, why I feel so bad. You know, I'm telling you, I'm feeling it. You know, I. Like, you get, you get exhausted because, you know, you can have somebody who's a doctor and they can be a great doctor. You can have a surgeon and be a great surgeon, know what they're doing, know what they're talking about. But a lot of them have never been through what, you've been, what, what you're going through as a patient. They did the studies. They know how to do the procedures. But they have not had what you have. And so that was eating at me. I was tired, y'all. And some days I still am tired. But in that moment when I thought about not being here no more and I thought about, um, you know, taking my life, I had thought how selfish of me, you know. I felt like that's that was a selfish thought for me because I have people praying for me. I have people who love me, my husband, my family, who want to just see me be better and and, and be my vibrant self and everything, and they want to see me healed. And I think we all deserve to see that God be God and, and let him heal me. But sometimes, you know, I'm learning that sometimes the healing doesn't come the way that you might think it should come or when you think it should come. And so... I've been standing on a scripture that I want to share, which is, um, have been, I just, I don't know, I've seen this scripture so many times, If I, even if I just open up my Bible app in a time where I'm feeling really low, and that's 2 Corinthians 12 and, and 9, I believe, it says, but he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness, therefore I will boast all the more gladly about my weakness so that Christ's power will rest upon me. And there's different versions of that, um, of, you know, um, way that scripture may be able to be interpreted or how it is um, said, depending on whatever um, Bible you're reading. But the part about boasting in a weakness and a lot of times when I would go on Facebook and I would say, hey, I need prayer or I need a miracle right now. I need help. I'm like flat out suffering, feeling like my spine's about to break, feeling like I'm about to lose my mind because um, I'm still having issues and pain and memory issues with the brain surgery. And and it's like I, I'm calling out for help, you know, and so when I'm having to say this, it's like sometimes I get tired of having to say it, you know, embarrassed, like, oh, I know I'm getting on people's nerves, but, you know, this scripture is telling me to boast about weakness because, like, this is when God is going to make me strong, and he does, he does, even if I have to go to the hospital, it does not matter, and I have to keep telling myself that, you know, and so I wanted to share this, y'all, because, Sometimes people can be silently suffering 
And I want to speak to those people who are silently suffering. You know, I pray that God helps you in whatever your pain is. It could be heartache, you know. It could be, you know, physical pain in the body. You know, it could be pain comes in different forms, you know. And sometimes we get to a place where we are just tired and we don't want to feel this pain anymore. We want to go to a place where there's no more pain, you know. But that is up to God when that time comes. But I believe in my heart, as long as you hold on and press through, you will see that miracle. You will see that change, you know. Sometimes I compare myself. Um, There's been times, you know, where I have seen somebody else in a wheelchair or seen somebody else um, with a leg cut off and feel like, oh, my gosh, you are around here and look at them they working out they doing this they doing that and I have to realize that my story is my story my walk is my walk your story is your story no matter how long it might take you to get over this person somebody could be saying man look you need to just let this go you need to you need to get over it but people don't know how you feel unless they're you but understand this The Lord knows exactly how we feel. He carried those sins. He carried those weights for us so that we would know that we are not alone. And having a reassurance, I remember me and Maurice had a conversation, I think a week ago or so, and we talked about that. The man that Jesus really was, you know, a lot of times, we think of him like, oh my gosh, Jesus, and he's just so this. No, he was somebody, you know, the Bible describes him in, in different ways, but I can't remember the scripture, but it was just describing him as just like not as perfect and shiny or looking the way that we thought we that we try to say that he was, you know, and he carried the weight of everyone, the sin of everyone. You know how you may like say if you're a parent you know or you might be the oldest child you know there's a weight that comes with that there's a pressure that comes with that you know sometimes and that weight just alone of thinking about oh my goodness you know my parents get older I I, I want to be in a position where I can take care of them or I'm a mother and I want to get my life together or I'm a I'm a father and I need to be in a position where I can take care of them or I'm a husband and I need to be in a position where I have to be able to carry the load and take care of my family there's pressures that come with that and um or just taking care of yourself you're you may be battling mental mental health and you have a hard time just getting yourself motivated enough to get out of the depression to take care of yourself these things are real and um You know, a lot of people are dealing with that. And so to think about something that can give you a peace and knowing that the Lord has sent his son to already walk through these things for us. When he when he walked with that cross on his back, that was for us so that he had to that weight of sin for all of us. That is a weight. That's something I don't want to know what that feel like, you know? And um, so if you worry about you or about yourself, I mean about you and your life or about um, 
your family and things like that. Just imagine how he felt. But he did it for us, you know. And so that's something that has been helping me. Um, trying to get in my word more, you know. Because, you know, sometimes you, when you're going through, sometimes you run. You have times where you run straight to the word. And then you have times where you got to try to get yourself to even want to read the word or even want to pray. And um, I want y'all to to know that you're not alone. That we are all going through something, you know, just with the pandemic alone and different things like that that's going on. Some people may be out of um, jobs right now. I understand what that feels like. Um, though I do have a job, I have I've had to be off for longer than I expected. So you know, financially, it's been a little tight. Um, you know, and so I realized that my reassurance cannot, my faith cannot be in that job or in my body or in me far as the ability to make it happen all the time. Because in this situation, some days I don't feel like I have what it takes to make it happen. You know, um, so what do I do when I can't do anything? You know, like this song says, after you've done all you can, you just stand. And stand in faith and knowing that my God is bigger than what I'm dealing with. He's bigger than um, these bills that are staring at me. He's bigger than my mental health. He's bigger than my physical health. He's bigger than every, all of these things that I'm facing. And he wants me to win. And he wants me to make it through. And so I'm going to tell y'all what I did. Um... I got, and this may be a, I don't know. I'm just going to share it anyway. So, um, I'm a tither, and I'm a believer in tithing and offering and stuff like that. And so, I don't know a lot of people don't really believe in it. But I'm going to tell you what it has done for me and my husband. Um, I did not have any enough money to cover my bills, me and my husband. And, um, you know, like I said, it's been hard. So, um, and this is, I'm going to tell y'all, since I've been off, this has been the first time that this has happened, okay? You know, God has been making a way back to back to back, okay? So, I cannot stress that enough. It's been amazing how he's just been helping us and um, blessing us. And so, I believe it's because we've been tithing faithfully and I went to you know looking uh got paid and my check was when I tell you something happened and it was so short and I barely could if I wanted to even cover my lights that's how bad it was but I said even though I was discouraged and I was praying every day and still been praying and so I'm like God we only have until this day to take care of this and then this and this and all these different things was going through my mind. And I felt and I was feeling bad. I'm like, you know, you got to get it together. You got to you got to push and go back to work. You got to do this. You know, you got to just all these things. And my husband had been feeling sick, too. So he had to take a few days off, too. And so that was hard, you know, as well. And so. I said, I'm about to, I'm about to do a face seat. And boom, I just paid my tithes with what we had. And I said, man, 
I was thinking, I was thinking, y'all, like, oh my goodness, did I just, I just did that. We we just did. My my husband said, Amen, because he was at work, and I texted him, and I was like, Hey, I went ahead and paid our tithes for us in faith, bam. And he was like, Amen. God gonna make a way. And when I tell you, He has. And it wasn't a lot, but it wasn't about the amount. I believe it. It's all in the obedience and where your heart is, you know? And so, um, I I always say, I ain't trying to rob God because if it wouldn't be for him, I wouldn't have what I have now. And so anytime anybody gives me something, I try to tie it off of that because I just want, you know, every day and more and more and more as I live this life, I realize that I, I, you know, I always have to do a heart check and see where my heart is and see you know um what is my what is on the throne of my heart and sometimes the wrong things are on the on my heart on the throne of my heart and I mean I heard uh Pastor Mike Todd talk about this and I tithing is more about showing the Lord that that job or that money that that's not on the throne of my heart you know he is you know, and the things that are of him are. And so I want to say this to people who may not be a believer in tithes, or you may say, well, what are they going to do with it? Or, you know, this is that. That has nothing to do with you. It's more so about you being obedient to the Lord and saying, hey, I'm going to take care of your house before I take care of mine. Because I'm trusting that by me and faith doing this, you're gonna honor that. And and I'm not and I'm not just saying not just do it just because oh I just want to be rich and I just want to be it's not about that. But just do it because you wanna honor the Lord and you wanna give him it ten ten percent, come on y'all, when really all of it belongs to him because he is the reason we are able to be what we are and to do what we do in our life. And so I'm just so grateful when I really sit back and think about it because in the middle of a pandemic, you know, God has been blessing us every day. I don't care if it's down to just food, you know, and um, or somebody calling me and praying for me. Um, I was in the grocery store recently and um I had on my shirt that um, someone made for us, um, me and Maurice. We have key RML formation shirts. And um, this lady stopped me. She's like, oh, my God, you have key RML formation. And I was like, yeah. And for a moment, I had forgot that I had the shirt on. And um, she started talking to me and telling me about a friend of hers who um, had three brain surgeries already um, due to Kiari and um, at one time she was wheelchair bound and she had like a device planted in her head to try to help the fluid pump and all these things because when it comes to that when it comes to the condition a lot of times um, you know it could come back um, some people I, I know one lady she had um, seven brain surgeries in one year so it's, it's there's a lot that comes with it and so um, it encouraged me so much because at that moment I was I wanted to cry because she said that the organization that she that the lady has um I'm not gonna say her name or anything because I don't know um how she would feel about that but um 
which I'm sure she probably would be okay with it, but just out of respect. Um, she has an organization where, you know, people write letters to people that have Kiara to encourage them and just different things like that. And I just thought, wow, how beautiful is that? You know, that that's just so amazing to me. A letter, you know, could really make somebody feel like they're not alone. You know, really encourage somebody when, like I said, I could have used one of those letters um, last week, you know, when I wanted to give up. Um, But I want to tell y'all today, whatever you're going through, whatever your pain is, let's push through it together. You are not alone. I don't care how much you physically, you may look around and not see nobody standing there for you today. You may not have a spouse. You may not have a friend or a cousin or a coworker, whatever it is. You may not have anyone who you feel like you can really just go through, go to. Or sometimes, you know, we want somebody outside of our family. You know, sometimes we, we just want a friend. And I pray for those that are battling loneliness today, that feel the pain of not having anyone. I pray that the Lord, if it be his will, that he will send somebody in your life who can genuinely love on you and um, see who you are, who God created you to be. See past your situation, see past your circumstances, and love on you anyway. Do it all. That is my prayer today um, for all of you guys who are listening because I know I'm not the only person dealing with something and I don't want to be so wrapped up in my situation that I cannot encourage other people that I that I don't say that today y'all I love y'all with the love of Christ and I know we are all going through a lot I know that it's hard some of you guys um, are about to start home um being your kids about to start the homeschool you know they may need a laptop they may you may need somebody to sit with them because you have to go to work I pray that the Lord provides you with whatever you need during this time to get through I pray that he gives all of us the strength to press through to stand on second Corinthians you know to not be afraid to boast in a weakness and say, hey, I need a miracle. Hey, I need prayer. Hey, I need help with this bill. Hey, I need help with my car. Hey, I need, um, you know, help with my mental, you know, my mental health. I'm, I'm depressed. I'm in a dark place. And not feel, and don't have to, I pray that God will send the people where you, because we are the hands and feet of God. A lot of us are, and I said this the other day on my Facebook, a lot of people are waiting on a miracle. But the miracle may be coming through your brother or your sister in Christ. You know, and sometimes we're in our own heads, we're in our own situation, and we don't realize we could be the miracle that that person needs. Or we may be the only God that they see. So I pray today, y'all, that This podcast, you know, I didn't have any notes or anything. I just had my heart, and I just had my voice. And I wanted to use it today to encourage y'all. I pray that my story encourages you. 
to know that I'm still pushing through this pain. That every day I want to give up, you know. But when I think about my, my husband, my mom, my brother, my dad, my grandparents, my family, my friends who, you know, have been just with me through this journey, I think about them. And I'm like, you got to keep going. You got to keep going, you know. And you, I mean, you never know who's watching you, you know. And I got to keep going because I got to I gotta let God be God. And I got to let that miracle come out. And, you know, I never know my healing might be around the corner. And so through my healing, it may encourage somebody else. You know, and so those of you who are dealing with a chronic uh, pain issue, I'm praying for you. I'm praying for your health. I'm praying for your strength. I know what it is like. Some days it's like living a nightmare, you know, and you just some days you'll find yourself dreaming of the times or thinking about the days where you didn't have pain. You know, I know that I do. I think about it a lot. You know, what I when I was in my 20s and I didn't have pain. I didn't know, you know, I didn't know this type of pain. And um, I pray y'all, y'all have a blessed evening. I'm not sure if I'm going to drop this podcast today or tomorrow. But whenever you hear this, I pray that this encourages you. And I pray that you are staying prayed up. You are spending time with the Lord, worshiping him. And we are all praying together, you know, because when two or more gather together, there God is standing in the midst. And so um, you guys be encouraged and be looking out for a Married Life with Haywood podcast where we're both on here soon. (laughs) And um, Maurice will be back and uh, we're going to jump right back into talking about our next topic i appreciate y'all support and y'all have a blessed day